This is the Y'all Show Wednesday, and glad to have you back as we're here calling and talking and just sharing all of the great Southern information with you here. We've got a very active Y'all Show today. We've got all the latest with the coronavirus that we'll get to as part of our news headlines in the next segment of today's program. Later this hour, Jonathan Lifeite of CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com will be on to help us break down this year's ACC basketball tournament in Greensboro. Had a couple of games happen on Tuesday, a busy Wednesday. Jonathan Lifeite is going to talk ACC hoops as well as some recruiting information for some of the ACC football programs, little ACC baseball information as well. All that later this hour in our ACC Spotlight. In hour two of today's Y'all Show with John Rawl, we've got hashtag Hullabaloo to start the hour. And then Precious Harris is going to be on with us talking about last week's tornado, how it impacted Music City, how it impacted her. And we'll discuss this week's problem, coronavirus in Nashville. We've already seen a cancellation, a pretty big cancellation on the country music side of things and she'll share that with all the other information coming out of music row in our nashville music line in hour two 803-816-1170 is the way you can call us text us at that number 803-816-1170 again our website y'all.com the ultimate guide to the south and we're going to get to headlines in the next segment but let's start out today although we could start with more impress more pressing information the coronavirus and more But we're going to start out talking a little politics. It was the Super Tuesday light version on Tuesday, and you had states in the South, Missouri and Mississippi, go to the polls and vote for their favorite Democrat to be the presidential contender for 2020. And it was another wonderful day for Joe Biden. How in the world could Joe Biden in less than two weeks pull out what he's done? It's just simply short of a miracle. Mississippi? Race called way too early. Joe Biden with over 80% of the vote over Bernie Sanders. I'm not sure Bernie Sanders is going to even reach the 15% threshold to even get delegates. So he dominates in the Magnolia State, Joe Biden. And in Missouri, another Joe Biden victory as he won over 60%, it looks like, in the Show Me State on Tuesday in that Democratic primary. And then in Michigan, which should have been Bernie Sanders territory all the way, Joe Biden with more than 52% of the percentage votes coming in, 721,000 plus voting for the former vice president against Bernie Sanders. And he emerges victorious in Michigan. And it looks like Washington's going to be a tight race there. They have that primary Tuesday. And even in Washington, it's neck and neck between these two there in a state that definitely should be Bernie Sanders country. What this means, I think we know who the new democratic nominee is going to be in the fall it's going to be joe biden how how in the world could it not be at this point he's on a roll he's about to roll up all of these states he's got florida and georgia still to come here in the south and those are certainly biden states it looks like at this point louisiana still going to have a primary april 4th by the way april 4th louisiana georgia's march 24th that's coming up here in just a handful of days florida's march 17th that's tuesday of next week so we go florida georgia then in april louisiana kentucky is going to be may 19th still a ways away there may 12th west virginia maryland's primary april 28th those are your southern states but by those the time those roll around i'm pretty sure it's going to be a done deal and Ultimately, I think you're going to see pretty soon Bernie Sanders realize the writing on the wall and he's going to step aside and let the vice president have the Democratic Party's bid to be the next president of the United States. 
and then it's game on between joe biden and president donald trump but another big super tuesday part two on tuesday in states in the south missouri and in mississippi with joe biden just dominating absolute butt whooping over bernie sanders in these states and then really a butt thumping in michigan who who would have thought that joe biden would win more than two hundred thousand more votes over bernie the progressive the, the the hardcore progressive who's borderline communist or socialist or both and joe biden gets the big victory there and likely also in washington state this this one i think is on this one's over this one is over we will have a lot more to come here on the y'all show in the next segment we've got the latest with the whole coronavirus outbreak we just wanted to start out today telling you a little bit about the super tuesday part two when we come back we'll have the coronavirus Plus, we'll have other news headlines from across the Southeast. And don't forget, before the hour's up, our friend Jonathan Lifehite of CBS Sports Digital is going to be dropping by with a report on all things ACC basketball tournament. That's all right here on the show that's all about the South. Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. The Y'all Show continues. Now that we know what happened on Super Tuesday Light, what happened in the states of 
Michigan, Mississippi, and Missouri on Tuesday. We move forward on the political side, but let's move forward with the headlines across the Southeast here in this segment. And we know now a Maryland Marine was among two killed in Iraq here this week as Captain Moises Navas, a 34-year-old Marine from Germantown, Maryland, was killed alongside Gunnery Sergeant Diego Pongo of Simi Valley, California, Pongo, age 34. Both of these Marines assigned to the 2nd Marine Raider Battalion at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. The Department of Defense identifying these two service members who were killed in Iraq Sunday as members of a Marine Special Operations Force based out of North Carolina. The Department of Defense released the statement about these Marines on Tuesday saying they died while assisting Iraqi security forces in the northern central portion of Iraq. The latest release did not elaborate on circumstances. Two of our brave Marines killed while fighting in Iraq, a country where we've seen the number of casualties from that country go down. Unfortunately, most of our casualties in our military come from Afghanistan, but here we're still having personnel in Iraq still dying in the line of duty, and that's what happened here this week with two of our brave Marines dying in the in the field of battle, and we're very uh, going to honor those Marines. Semper Fi to you for your sacrifice. Our thoughts go out to the families of those. Coronavirus news. What states have declared coronavirus emergency? This list changes by the day, almost by the hour, it seems. California is one of the states that has declared an emergency. They did this last week as Governor Gavin Newsom declared it just hours after the state confirmed its first death due to coronavirus. And now they've got over 100 cases confirmed in the Golden State. In Florida, they have a state of emergency declared back on March 9th. And that's to help the state deal with the coronavirus. Governor Ron DeSantis made the declaration as he said it would help the state better respond to coronavirus as a fourth person was confirmed to have the virus in Broward County. That uh, information coming out of Tallahassee this week. Hawaii also has declared a state of emergency. Illinois, Indiana, the state of Kentucky, a declaration declared March 6th there by the governor, Steve Bashir. As he said, we've been preparing, and this was expected as the novel coronavirus spread throughout the world and into neighboring states. We urge Kentuckians not to panic and to continue taking precautionary steps to protect their health and that of those around them, that from Kentucky. Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland also has declared a state of emergency, did that in Maryland on March 5th. So far, five people in Maryland have tested positive for coronavirus. New Jersey and New York both have declared states of emergency as New York, that one county there, Westchester County, they just had to call up the National Guard to help out there with over 140 cases across the Empire State right now. In North Carolina, on March 10th, Governor Roy Cooper, he declared a state of emergency. That was on Tuesday, as the Tar Heel State has seven presumptive positive cases of coronavirus. Governor Cooper asked all North Carolinians to take this seriously. He says that anyone can carry the virus to loved ones or friends who became ill. Protecting public health means being cautious and being prepared. Today, we are both. Ohio has also declared a state of emergency. Oregon, Utah, and Washington State. Of course, Washington State has taken the the full brunt of this thing with the most deaths, I think around 20 now. And Governor Jay Inslee there in that state declared an emergency some time ago. But it's a spreading thing, and just about every state now has at least one coronavirus case as we're all 
keeping this on our forefront of, of concern. Now, we're seeing a lot of cancellations from concerts to schools. In fact, in Nashville this week, there was at least one confirmed coronavirus case in Davidson County, where Nashville's located. There was already one in nearby Williamson County. And Vanderbilt University is among the growing list of schools that's canceled classes as Vanderbilt. They canceled classes for the whole week as a community health and safety concern as they're worried about the novel coronavirus. The university reports that beginning on March 16th through the remainder of the month, it's suspending all in-person classes and moving to distance and other alternative learning options. So many, many changes. And here at a, a one of our signature universities in the South, at least from an academic standpoint, Vanderbilt, they're canceling classes, not only just this week, but they're making some drastic changes at this prestigious university going forward and if Vanderbilt's going to be doing this, you expect similar things on all levels of education in the days to come. Now, Delta Airlines, they have announced a hiring freeze as they're going to offer a voluntary leave to employees as the coronavirus is taking hold around Delta Airlines territory. Also, this was fueled by the fact there's been a drop in tickets sold to potential customers as the airline industry is being hit extremely hard in fact they haven't seen these levels of bad ridership if you want to call it low ridership would be more exact since 9-11 back in 2001 and this made these levels may be worse than that because this is a worldwide problem for the airline industry it's a worldwide issue going on for all industry as the coronavirus is spreading delta the atlanta-based company says it's reducing system capacity by 15 percent domestically and up to 25% internationally. That's a scary thing. CEO Ed Bastain said that in the weeks since COVID-19 emerged, Delta Airlines people have risen to the challenge, taking every possible action to take care of and protect our customers during a stressful time. As the virus has spread, we have seen a decline in demand across all entities, and we are taking decisive action to also protect Delta's financial position. As a result, we have made the difficult but necessary decision to immediately reduce capacity and are implementing cost reductions and cash flow initiatives across the organization. Delta, they've got 90,000 employees expected to receive a share of a $1.6 billion profit payout. That that just happened the other day in mid-February. 90,000 Delta employees got a share of $1.6 billion in a profit payout. I bet you they wish they had that money back now. Delta Airlines, as they're not the only airline and not, again, the only industry that's hitting it, hit, getting hit hard right now as the coronavirus continues to spread. Now, to the Census Bureau, they have a site that's now going live right in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak. Yes, it's time for the Census 2020. And this Census Bureau website is starting up to let people start counting as the Census Bureau has made the soft launch of the Census website this week, and it's got a form available for you to fill out online, and they're going to also start mailing notices all over the country here for the Census Bureau. This once-in-a-decade headcount is akin to running a sprint and marathon at the same time. Also, there's a lot of action going on throughout the whole country as they have to count up to 330 million people and a very diverse mobile population and over 140 million housing units around the country have to be visited by census officials. The Bureau had an official in-person launch back in January in Alaska as in Alaska because of the 
remote part of that country or, or that state and here in this country they have to start the census count a little bit early there the 2020 census is the first in which people most are being encouraged to answer the questions online though people can still answer the questionnaire by telephone or by mailing back a paper form if they prefer i have to wonder how how accurate is it if you do it online i thought part of the whole census was to have someone personally come by your house knock on the door and if you weren't there you have to uh keep there they'll keep coming back i remember 2010 man they were all over me i bet you they were all over you too if you weren't home they'd keep coming back and they'd keep coming back until they found out how many people were officially living in your dwelling because they got to get the count right now a question about where you might live is very very apropos right now in the state of alabama and it's got to do with the senate race there there's a republican runoff that's going to be on the last day of march between jeff sessions the former u.s senator of alabama and the upstart political candidate tommy tuberville the former auburn and mississippi and texas tech and cincinnati bearcat coach who's entering politics for the first time and they've got a runoff again the last day of this month for the alabama republican nod to be in the u.s senate and now there's talk about tommy tuberville being oh lordy a carpetbagger because tommy tuberville who's running for the u.s senate in alabama voted in florida during the midterm elections less than two years ago and i knew he lived down there in santa rosa beach because he he actually had a radio show or podcast he was doing he proudly promoted how he lived there on the florida panhandle and then lo and behold he announced he was running for u.s senate did tommy not have a residence in alabama the whole time did he not keep something in auburn i thought he would be smart enough to do that Tuberville was actually the top vote-getter during last week's Republican primary for Senate, and he opened up a double-digit lead in the polls that came out on Tuesday. In fact, President Trump has kind of kind of given him a little bit of a, a, an attaboy in this primary because, well, let's just say the president and Jeff Sessions have some bad blood over the fact that Jeff Sessions recused himself back whenever the whole Russia probe was going on in the early days of the Trump presidency when he was the attorney general of the u.s but tommy turberville to help answer that question about his residence he owns properties along the florida panhandle including a beach house that faces the gulf of mexico in santa rosa beach probably seen that thing there before uh, right down from maybe captain dave's a great little seafood place right on the border between santa rosa beach and destin yes he also has two condos in panama city beach according to property records I know he also owns land, or he did here recently, in Oxford, Mississippi. Because a friend of mine, he kept trying to have him sell his land to him. <laughs> and so, but the question is, does he own land and does he reside in Alabama? I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. Of course, he wouldn't be the first carpetbagger to go get a U.S. Senate seat. Hillary Clinton did that in the state of New York when she got to be elected U.S. Senator after she was the first lady back in the 1990s. And Mitt Romney is also a carpetbagger. He went into Utah and got that Senate seat. Of course, the winner between Sessions and Coach Tuberville will go on to face Doug Jones, the current senator of Alabama, in the general election in November. Oh, by the way, as far as what Tommy Tuberville has in Alabama, it looks like he's got a $300,000 valued home in Auburn. And it's less than three miles from Jordan-Hare Stadium, where Coach Tuberville coached the Auburn Tigers between 1999 and 2008, 
And War Eagle, I don't care what you say, USC, he won the 2004 National Championship with an undefeated Auburn Tiger football team. And mm, that's enough there to make him a resident if there's any kind of question about about him. Also, hey, he's a very diverse guy when it comes to real estate. Property records show that the Tubervilles, Tommy and his wife, owned a house on Lake Martin in Tallapoosa County, Alabama, and had been paying taxes, according to the records. But the house was sold back in August of 2018. They sold that for $1.4 million. And they also own 90 acres in Tallapoosa County. And that's, I think, just to the west of Auburn is where Tallapoosa County is. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Lake Martin, a lovely spot. A lot of people around the Auburn area live there and enjoy that lovely spot of Alabama. But Coach Tuberville now being not called an Auburn football coach, which is bad news if you're an Alabama fan, but even worse, being called a carpetbagger. (laughs) Yeah, carpetbagging son of a gun. Now, here's a guy who was a carpetbagger. He went from Alabama to South Carolina to carve out his political niche, and he's now died. Tom Turnipseed, who was a lawyer in Columbia, South Carolina, has passed away at the age of 83. And here he is a guy who described himself as a reformed racist. He is a guy who actually worked very closely with the Montgomery campaign in 1968 as he was known for his staunch opposition to integration of schools, including at the University of Alabama. He was actually the executive director on Governor George Wallace's 1968 presidential campaign. And he went from there, where he was born in Mobile in 1936, went off to college, got his law degree from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, then settled in Columbia, South Carolina, after his days working with George Wallace, and became a huge liberal He was the founder of Turnipseed and Associates, a Columbia law firm which took cases for consumer and civil rights and for years was one of the chief Democratic strategists and Democratic players, if you will, in South Carolina. He was also the former president of the South Carolina Trial Lawyers Association. Tom Turnipseed, again, who started out in Alabama helping out George Wallace and then he might have, in his words, seen the light and became a proponent of integration and civil rights and he's now passed away at the age of 83. A couple in Louisiana has been accused of swiping more than $1,000 worth of beer, and they did this from Target stores. Now they've been arrested on theft charges. That's hard to do. Still $1,000 worth of your bubbly beer. The East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Department has been investigating these beer burglaries, and they caught this couple as they made six runs to two Baton Rouge Target locations less than 10 miles apart between February 24th and 29. And 32-year-old Ashley Forbes and her husband, 35-year-old Matthew Forbes, were captured on security cameras filling shopping baskets with cases of beer before slipping out of the stores without paying. Shame, shame, shame. Authorities said the two were arrested over the weekend after they attempted to steal additional merchandise from other stores including a drill that Matthew Forbes tried to smuggle out in his pants at a Walmart. <laughs> okay, it's bad enough you try to steal beer and your carts and you're just just right there in the broad daylight doing it, but you take a, a drill and you stick it in your pants and you think you can get out of the store that way. Yeah, something tells me these people are not operating on a full deck. The couple booked into the jail on theft charges. Also, Ashley Forbes faces drug charges. Maybe that helps explain 
Why, and they stole over $1,000 worth of beer and even tried to steal more than that. Dumb, 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 dumb. Well, after the coronavirus outbreak, a quick update on what's going on on Wall Street. And it looks like things, topsy-turvy would be the best way to describe it. But we know as a result of Tuesday on the stock market, stocks on Tuesday, they recoup most of their historic losses from Monday as hopes that faded and then bloomed again on Wall Street that this country will try to cushion the economic pain from the coronavirus outbreak. The S&P 500 surged as much as a 3.7% index in the morning, only to see the gains evaporate by midday. By the end of trading, the S&P 500 was up at 4.9%, and that erased three-fifths of Monday's loss, which was the sharpest since 2008. And I know if you've got money on Wall Street right now, you're very, very concerned about what's going on. Unfortunately, until this coronavirus thing kind of settles down, look for more of a roller coaster ride there on wall street in new york city congratulations to the late selena the tohano singer she has been inducted into the houston rodeo hall of fame the queen of tohano music holds the record for the houston rodeo's biggest show of all time and she's going to be inducted into this houston rodeo hall of fame on sunday as she was the queen she last performed at the houston rodeo back in 1995 and then sadly she was assassinated just a couple of days later, I think by a fan or someone that worked close with her. I didn't see that movie, but yes, her, her performance in 1995, 25 years ago, the biggest show at a place there at the old Astrodome that has people come out to see George Strait and others. And for Selena to have the biggest crowd ever at the Houston rodeo show was quite a feat. Selena, an unbelievable singer. And again, if you haven't seen that 1997 film about her life, it stars Jennifer Lopez as Selena. And also it had Edward James almost as her father, Abraham, in the movie. And it did pretty well at the box office. And of course, her legacy lives on. I think the pop singer of today, Selena Gomez, is named after the Tejano singer of the 1990s, Selena. And a great feat there this weekend in Houston with the rodeo going on honoring this Tejano singer, the late to Selena. And finally, a story that will make you smile here as we wrap up our headlines of the Y'all Show here on this Wednesday edition. Hey, are you all you cat lovers out there, you need to know about Cupid. As this cat was found back on Valentine's Day, shot in the head, and you know what that cute little tabby cat was shot with? An arrow. And now Cupid the cat has been adopted from its arlington virginia shelter and now has a forever home there in the dc suburbs yes this young orange tabby cats it's touched so many people a drawing had to be held to determine which lucky person would get to take cupid the cat home and chelsea jones says she's with the animal welfare league of arlington virginia she says it's so serendipitous because we pulled number 14 as the lucky person to take cupid the cat home Not only was Cupid found on February 14th, Valentine's Day, but the lady that was number 14 told her there at the shelter that her lucky number was 14, and it was her jersey number in high school. As Cupid's recovery and progress is just over three weeks from getting that arrow shot, it's nearly as remarkable as the community response to helping little Cupid out. The money has paid for the surgery. They've raised money for the surgery of Cupid, and actually they've raised $80,000 for Cupid the cat there in the D.C. area. And 
Yes, this Cupid came from Hardy County, West Virginia, where a rescue organization ended up, they didn't have the money or the surgeon on staff to help out Cupid after this arrow had been shot into it. As for the case of animal cruelty that led to Cupid's injuries, uh, we're not sure that if it had happened in Arlington, Virginia, it would have been investigated. But evidently, because this happened in West Virginia, they're not really sure who in the world would have done this as the surgery removed the infected eye where the arrow went in there and hurt this poor little cat. Cat lovers, you can go to sleep night tonight knowing that Cupid the tabby cat, $87,000 raised to help it out. And more importantly, Cupid the tabby cat, thanks to a lovely person there in the Washington, D.C. area, has a forever home to enjoy going forward. And no arrow is going to start stop this cat. This cat's got a lot more lives to live. That wraps up our headlines here on today's Y'all Show. We've got Jonathan Lifite with the ACC Spotlight. It is ACC Tournament time in Greensboro, the so-called home of the ACC Tournament. And it's great to see this back on Tobacco Road. Jonathan's going to break it all down. We'll talk about NC State winning the women's tournament in Greensboro over the weekend. We've got some football news to pass along, some unbelievable recruiting news for the North Carolina Tar Heels that we'll ask Jonathan about. And oh yeah, we'll talk ACC baseball. All that is part of our Atlantic Coast Conference Spotlight with Mr. Lifehide of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. And that conversation is coming up. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... (laughs) or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
And this is the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. And right now, if you're a college basketball fan, it's like Christmas, especially if you're an ACC basketball fan, because this week in Greensboro, it's the ACC tournament. And to help us understand what's going on there this week, we welcome in our ACC insider from 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital Jonathan Lifeite, he's into the program. And Jonathan, this ACC tournament kind of got going a little early because you got so many teams. And we know some results from Tuesday evening. The Pitt Panthers defeated Wake Forest 81 72. And UNC, a rare win for them as Coach Williams' boys got a 78 56 stumping over the Hokies of Virginia Tech. And we'll go through the whole tournament. But I guess based on the fact we've got some actual results in the can, Jonathan. What did you think about both the win by UNC and what Pitt did over Wake Forest? Well, I mean, uh, we, we talked about North Carolina last week and how they kind of some of their getting some of their players back and some of the younger players are starting to pick it up. So uh, doesn't it wasn't a big surprise. Uh, you know, I believe they have UVA in the second round, and I believe they're going to give UVA probably all they're going to handle um kind of coming in so this is going to be uh, actually i guess they moved to a different round and then uva but nonetheless uh uh it's going to be all that they can handle they're going to give uh, everybody a lot uh, this this tournament i think they're a team that's starting to peak at the right time and then uh, uh with uh pit winning uh I, kind of a mild I, I wouldn't say it was kind of an ups i, I would kind of expected that to happen so not a big not a big deal on that one all right. And with these wins Tuesday advancing to today's lineup in the ACC tournament in Greensboro, you have Clemson, which kind of fell apart at the end of the season. They actually lost a home game to a team not in this ACC tournament. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are sort of out of this thing as they're sort of having a, a self-enforced probation period going on. Clemson will be taking on Miami in the early game here on this second day now of the ACC tournament in Greensboro. The Pitt Panthers, after their win Tuesday, advanced to play NC State in what's called Game 4 of the ACC Tournament. Notre Dame and Boston College have a battle of old Big East rivals there. That's going on this evening in Greensboro. And then the late game on the second day, the Syracuse Orange take on those North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC Tournament. Teams that haven't played yet and are not going to play until the quarterfinals portion of the ACC Tournament. you got Duke. You also have Virginia louisville and jonathan the number one seed headed into greensboro this week the florida state seminoles your acc regular season champs yeah they did uh i believe they actually uh, uh cut down the nets for leonard hamilton over that one so that was a, a really impressive season that they've had uh, uh hamilton has just done a fantastic job down there really quiet not doesn't seem to get a lot of notoriety for it not a lot of publicity but he's really put that program on the map and done a fantastic job Jonathan, growing up in the mid-80s like I did in early 80s also, it seems like a million years ago, but I remember the old Leon County Civic Center games when Florida State was a member of the Metro Conference, which I think Georgia Tech was in that briefly at one point. And here Georgia Tech has taken that role from a Metro Conference forgotten about team because in those days, the Memphis State Tigers and Louisville were the dominant teams in that conference. All these years later, they've gone from the Metro Conference to the champs of the ACC. The first regular season title, by the way, in FSU history. And this is at a football school, Jonathan. 
<laughs> that it is. But uh, lately, they haven't been doing too good at football, so maybe they're trying to make up for it. But uh, as I mentioned, they've really done a good job of being patient. Leonard Hamilton's taken a few years to kind of get it rolling down there, but it just uh, he has done a really fantastic job. Yeah. All right, Jonathan, a lot of people have, beyond what happens in Greensboro this weekend, what's going to happen on Sunday, Selection Sunday, with March Madness and looking at the last four in, first four out projections right now from an ACC standpoint, according to your friends there at CBS Sports and CBSSports.com, none of the ACC teams are listed currently as the last four in as far as the first four out. Unfortunately for fans in Raleigh, according to CBS Sports, they've got the Wolfpack as one of your first four teams out. How many teams realistically do you see Jonathan Lifite of 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports Digital, from the ACC punching their March Madness ticket? Well, I think there'll definitely be four. Um, and I think probably NC State, it's gonna, it's really just going to depend on kind of how some of these conference tournaments go. And um, if you're a Wolfpack fan, you got to be pulling for very few up to upsets, you know, particularly in what I'll call some of the better, better mid-major conferences. Um, because every time uh, one of those guys, you know, kind of uh, gets an upset into the into the in the tournament that they have, that's going to potentially push one more. You know, maybe the the regular season champ if they have a really good team might end up getting an at large, and that'll push them down the down the pecking order just a little bit. So, uh, if you're an NC State fan, you're going no upsets. Just give me all the, all the favorites to win all those uh, uh, smaller conferences. We're visiting with Jonathan Lifeite, our ACC insider, publisher of GoJackets.com, and also he's with CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com, and this is the Y'all Show, our ACC Spotlight. Jonathan, we got to give the ladies some credit, although they get a couple days breather. They don't have their postseason begin until next week, but we got to give Louisville the champions of the ACC regular season for women's basketball as they won that regular season with a 16-2 and mark. And then in the ACC tournament, which was held this past weekend, also in Greensboro, North Carolina, that same program out of Tallahassee, Florida State went in there and played in the championship game. But for the first time since the early 90s, the battling K-9s out of Raleigh, Jonathan, the NC State Lady Wolfpack, they won the ACC tournament. Yeah, that they did. They've had a really, really good season and uh, done a fantastic job up there. And uh, uh, they they certainly have, uh, certainly did deserve it. And NC State certainly moving on as they're in the top 10 of women's college basketball. Louisville also ranked FSU in the top 25 and just I know you may not have this in front of you. If you had to guess how many ACC women's programs are going to get their dancing shoes? Well, I think it's going to be five. And then you've got kind of number six is kind of right there on the cusp uh, with Georgia Tech. They might get find a way to get in there. This is another case where uh, – Gonna have to look around and see how many uh, how many upsets happen, but they're they're on the edge. But I'm not sure that they're going to make it. It's going to be kind of close. All right, Jonathan, let's talk a little college football, if you if you don't mind. Uh, that's not something you're too embarrassed to talk about, right? No, I'm I'm fine talking about it all day long. All right, well, let's talk about a big change here. A guy named Drake May, who was committed to a team called the Alabama Crimson Tide, he's flipped his commitment. He's a ESPN 300 quarterback prospect, Drake May, and the 45th ranked prospect overall in next year's class, 2021. And he's in the state of North Carolina. He's decided to flip his commitment from Alabama 
to the capstone of the Tar Heel State. The University of North Carolina is his latest change. And, of course, this is a whole year away with this youngster. We see this happen sometimes, but not often do you see an Alabama commit decide to go to the Tar Heels. Well, you're, you're right. It's not often, but when it does happen, it's usually because his older brother played at UNC, huh. as did his father. Ah, well, that would make a lot of sense. So what in the world he did, what was he thinking when he committed to Nick Saban to start with, Jonathan? I, I'm not really sure what he was thinking, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe he wasn't. But, yeah, he may not have been. It's going to be real interesting because uh, North Carolina has a uh, a returning freshman quarterback, and so it's not like he's likely at this point to see any playing time early on but you know maybe he's uh maybe he just doesn't doesn't care and is gonna go for it anyway so um uh, i thought it was an interesting move given that they have sam howell coming back and jonathan it's been a few months now so i'm going off my memory but unc's freshman phenom last year was it sam that's what i said sam howell okay all right i was a, i had a car key in my ear thanks to jeff foxworthy sam howell that's right who was an in-state product also who Remember, he committed to Florida State and then backtracked yep. and ended up there with Mac Brown in a fantastic – we can't underestimate. UNC was not expected to do anything in 2019, and it started yep. with a big win in Charlotte against that team from south of the border, the Gamecocks, and they kept getting enough wins to go to a bowl, and then they won their bowl game, for goodness sakes. Yeah, they definitely uh, overachieved relative to expectations last year, and uh uh, Mac Brown certainly uh, found the right uh, buttons to push and brought in the right staff. And Mac Brown, obviously a pretty good recruiter. And Jonathan, your website, 247sports.com, is all over the recruiting scene. And when we look at 2021, right now, according to your website, Ohio State is currently sitting at number one in the 2021 recruiting class. Florida's at two, but how about the Clemson Tigers there at three? That's no surprise, but that same Tar Heel bunch I was just bragging on. UNC right now with nine commits in the 2021 class. Florida's at six, and I don't see any other ACC teams. Miami should be right up there at five. Okay, did I? Uh, Miami is six. I think I may have said that. Uh, okay. okay, but okay. still pretty good to have that many teams besides Clemson bouncing there in the top five, top ten of the recruiting ranks. Yep, I believe uh, three of the top six are ACC teams right now. All right, so wonderful news for the future of ACC football jonathan spring football is a here we've got some teams already practicing i'm not sure if any of them have already had their spring game but let me run through the list of when teams are going to have their spring game in acc football it starts well it starts april 4th for the bc eagles as they have a game there at chestnut hill that will be televised on the acc network acc network televising a lot of these spring games clemson's going to have their spring game on that same day april 4th there from memorial stadium in clemson on the 18th of april the weekend after easter the fsu seminoles and mike norvell their new coach will get together for their first spring game the louisville cardinals are expected to have their spring game march 28th and that to determine where you might be able to tune in and see that. NC State's going to have their spring game April 4th. Syracuse, April 18th. Wake Forest, April 4th. Duke will have their spring game. The Fighting Cutcliffs, April 4th there. That's a busy day for spring games, Jonathan. The Georgia, it is. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on Good Friday. It'll be a good day to be in the white and gold as Jeff Collins's ball club will have their spring game on a Friday, as that's been a recent tradition there with fireworks and such in downtown Atlanta. Friday, April 10th, Georgia Tech spring game. Miami will have theirs April 11th. UNC, April 18th. Pitt, April 11th. 
the Virginia Cavaliers on the 18th of April and the Virginia Tech Hokies on the 18th of April as well. Again, ACC Network's televising a lot of these spring games. Some of them may be a digital-only component, but it is something for us. If you like football, spring football is better than nothing, and that's here. Coming up here in a couple weeks when you have your first one. Jonathan, there was a recent article out by your peers there at CBSSports.com about the drop in attendance in FBS football games. I didn't know if you had a chance to see Dennis Dodd's article but your thoughts on that, and did you see that happening in the ACC in 2019? Well, I, we did. I mean, the attendance was down, I think it was right at 1%, uh, just kind of uh, keeping up with the trend across uh, all football. And uh, um, it's it just really become kind of an issue of, of game day experience, and they're going to have to find ways to, to get folks more involved. And, you know, they mentioned, you know, some of the younger the younger generation in demanding and wanting Wi-Fi, that type of thing, so that they can, you know, basically stay glued to their phones during the game. But uh, that's definitely kind of it's it's turning into a, a you know a pretty big issue. I think um, the last time attendance was this low was 1996, so that you know it's been a long time. Uh, it'd been going up, and now it's been kind of dipping back down uh, for for the last uh, decade. All right, well, moving on to the great sport of college baseball. This is the Y'all Show. John Rawl joining with, joined by Jonathan Lifi here at y'all.com, the Y'all Show, the show that's all about the South, y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South, where make sure if you're a college baseball fan, we have our college baseball barrister, Matt Hermans, each week joining us here on the Y'all Show to talk about it. And you can go to our YouTube channel, Y'all Show, and watch our college baseball preview each week now going through omaha but in the acc here coming up this week we want to let everybody know that the miami hurricanes were successful in their opening weekend of acc baseball they along with notre dame and clemson all swept their contests from that opening weekend of conference play and teams right there at the top of the standings right now from the acc led by louisville louisville off to a wonderful start. Jonathan, this weekend, we've got the second weekend of college baseball in the ACC, ACC v. ACC action. North Carolina and Duke have their rivalry on the diamond this weekend. Notre Dame will be visiting the Louisville Cardinals, ranked number two in the land. NC State's number 11, and they've got BC coming in. NC State lost their series at the Hoos last weekend. The number seven Hurricanes will be flying up to Virginia Tech, where they've got a series there in Blacksburg. The Pitt Panthers welcome in number 25, Virginia. Clemson ranked number 24 in the land. They'll be at Wake Forest this weekend. And Georgia Tech, Danny Hall's ball club, goes down to Tallahassee, where Martin Jr., I guess, is, is he Mike Martin Jr., or the the longtime coach's son is now the head of the Seminole baseball program? I think so. Okay. The Knowles ranked in the top 20, and they've got the Jackets coming in for an ACC series. And, of course, we'll be right here next week on the Y'all Show to break it all down and have our buddy Jonathan Lifeite back on to talk about what happened with the ACC tournament and all the teams in the ACC that will be advancing to March Madness. Jonathan, thank you so much for all your ACC knowledge. Thanks a lot, and you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy oh. all the basketball. Yes, we will, Mr. Lifeite. Well, that will wrap up this first hour of the Y'all Show. You stay there. We've got more coming up in hour two. We have Precious Harris with country music news and more and hashtag Hullabaloo's coming your way too. All that right here on the Y'all Show, y'all.
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple's spring sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple hybrid or Purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We are back. It's another hour of the show that covers everything Southern. I'm John Rawl, and we're the Y'all Show. Thank you very much for tuning in on great radio stations. Thank you for taking the time to spend your day listening to what's going on right here in Dixie. We're going to go to Nash Vegas. Precious Harris is standing by with this week's Nashville Music Line report. We didn't have her on last week. She gave us her report, but we weren't able to connect to her because of all the tornado damage and stuff going on. So it'll be wonderful to check back in with Precious Harris and find out what's going on in country music this week. All that ahead. One programming note, we're going to go on a mini spring break starting Thursday and we'll be off Thursday and Friday. So all of our radio listeners, you're likely going to have an encore episode of Y'all. But if you listen to our podcast, we won't be distributing new episodes Thursday and Friday. We'll be right back here Monday with an all-new Y'all show. Some of our little kitties around the southeast are heading to the beach this week or doing other fun stuff. Honestly, a lot of kitties are probably sitting at home right now because their parents are making them stay home because of the coronavirus, even if they're on spring break. Most kids probably don't get out for spring break until next week, the week after. I found out some kids don't go to spring break until around Easter in April. Every area is different, but I'm going to go ahead. I have uh, decided to take a miniature spring break, and so we're going to be off Thursday, Friday. Hope you enjoy your little spring break from here on the Y'all Show. Before we get to Precious, let's start out this segment talking. Ash. Tag Hullabaloo. And what is hashtag Hullabaloo? This is the little time on our show a couple times a week where we all get together 
and we have social media on our mind and we go find stuff on facebook instagram and twitter as well and we find the darndest things and we just share it with you and some of this stuff is funny some of it's educational some of it is ridiculous some of it might make you want to get in a fight we'll just throw it out there you be the judge y'all you're the judge and jury use guys so let's go into Twitter right now, and Thea J is on Twitter, at L-A-M-T-H-I-A-J. And that's the Twitter handle for Thea J. As she writes in her profile, I sing, I write, I love Jesus. Her Instagram is at It's Thea J. It's Thea, it, it, no, I'm sorry, it is Thea J is her Instagram account. But on Twitter this week, Thea J writes, Sometimes when you want to pray and don't want don't know what to say, you hum it out. Hashtag Southern. And she's got a video attached to this tweet of her sitting in traffic. I don't know where this is located, Thea J. But she's sitting there humming along. She's talking about I think her grandmother would do that in the in the old days. And so for all you hummers out there, it's not a bad stress relief. So, and, and again, when you're having a bad day, as it looks like Thea J might have had when she put this video out on Twitter, she writes again, sometimes when you want to pray and don't know what to say, you hum it out. So try that sometimes. Of course, prayer is therapeutic. It's important. And sometimes you might just need to try the humming option of prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say a good prayer for me. Mm-hmm. Say a good prayer for all y'all. Mm-hmm. Thea J, thank you for that. And I'll have to try that, especially if I'm sitting in traffic like it appears you were, because there's a few things in life that makes my blood boil. But a traffic jam, just like most of you, will make the blood boil. And I need to pray. And I probably need to hum to get through the little situation. Because... Usually curse words come out of my mouth if it's of a long enough deal, as I'm sure most of you don't, 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 uh, don't try to get all angelic on me here. A lot of you are just as guilty as I am of letting the, uh, X-rated words flow when you're stuck in traffic or somebody makes you mad. Road rage is a, is a real issue. Taste of the South. We've talked about them a lot at Taste Mag on Twitter, preserving the past and celebrating the future of southern food that's what happens with taste of the south and they have a very very good tweet this week that i couldn't wait to kind of share with you here on today's y'all show and what they have is an announcement that if we had to pick our favorite strawberry dessert this shortcake sheet cake would definitely be near the top of the list and they've got a beautiful picture of strawberries which right now in the month of march are coming in from places like florida and the carolinas and georgia and alabama just about every southern state has some kind of strawberries grown by our great farmers around the country and with that in mind i found courtesy of a website from the agmrc.org organization and that is a group that helps out with farmers and more the agricultural marketing resource center agmrc.org They've got some information about strawberries that tell you where they're found, where you can see them in production. As in just 2017 alone, the U.S. produced 1.6 billion pounds of strawberries valued at $3.5 billion with, of course, California, the biggest state in the country that grows strawberries. But here in the South, we have a lot of acreage of strawberries 
in Florida. I think over 10,000 acres grown in Florida. North Carolina has a lot. And some of our friends to the north, like Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio, also yield a lot of strawberries. There's a wonderful map, an interactive map there at agmrc.org that shows you where strawberries are grown in the entire country. And you can zoom in and see a lot more information. And I actually tested this thing out. I've got family members who grow strawberries, and I just had to prove if they were on this, again, this agmrc.org website to see how real this thing was. And sure enough, they've, they've got it listed as a place that grows strawberries and that in the Palmetto State. But there's, in South Carolina, a lot of strawberry options all over that state. Georgia, I'm scanning that state of Georgia. They've got places just to the south of Atlanta that grow lots of strawberries. And when you get down to Macon and you go down to South Georgia around Tifton and Valdosta, strawberry farms, a plenty there. Then when you get to Alabama, there's some around Montgomery. Not a lot, but there's some. There's even more around Coleman, Alabama, strawberries grown in pretty great quantity there. Then it's kind of I'm scanning the south here, looking at options. Tennessee, I'm seeing some places up around Union City and Martin that grow strawberries. And I know there's got to be more than that, but Kentucky has a lot. There's a lot listed on this agmrc.org website. Kentucky might have it spread out more than just about any southern state from places like Campbellsville. Richmond, Kentucky has plenty of strawberries around the state capital of Frankfort, even all the way over to the Ohio line. You'll see not as much in the mountainous areas of Kentucky, but strawberries are certainly found all over the south. Arkansas with spots all over the natural state growing them. And no matter what section of the South you're living in, we want you to know that there's going to be some either growing right there in your community or coming in from all over the South, all over the country this time of year, a delicious option. I don't think there's anything better on a Sunday afternoon in the springtime than strawberry shortcake with a little bit of whipped cream. Only on Sundays, though. The rest of the days, if you want something sweet, I recommend ice cream. Which, by the way, strawberry ice cream is wonderful, too. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, you would agree. Thank you very much. Karen Espinosa is an associate broker on Twitter at Karen Espinosa WR. And here's what she writes, kind of timely for this week. Are you a fan of the time change? Regardless of how you may feel, we can all agree that sunsets like this one are about to be even prettier. Hashtag daylight savings. And she is based out of Middle Georgia there, Karen Espinosa. And a great photo that you include there on your Twitter account of a sunset thanks to daylight savings. And did y'all notice as we did spring forward here this week that at least a lot of us, the sun doesn't quite set till around 6.37 o'clock right now in the month of March. That's only going to go up until around 9 o'clock when we get into the dog days of summer. And that's a great thing. That's why states like Florida and one other southern state I saw here recently, might, might be Alabama, are pushing to make this thing be permanent, that they don't ever fall back an hour. And that would make a lot of people a lot more happy to have that extra daylight. I even worked in a little football game one day this week for a couple of minutes when I had an extra 20, 30 minutes of daylight that I could go out there and win a big football game. So, yes, that is the case. And, Karen, that extra time there gives people like you a chance to go out and take wonderful, beautiful pictures. We appreciate you sharing that right here on today's Y'all Show. 
All right. This next one here, I thought about it long and hard on Tuesday when I was exercising, which I, I'm not telling you that to brag. I'm doing it out of necessity. But I had just seen on Facebook this little gif with the same message and i remembered half of it but i couldn't remember the other half and it drove me crazy when i was just sweating away working out on tuesday and it's hilarious and so i want to share this and this comes to us courtesy of dana star at dana star 18 and how about this profile and this is what i was trying to remember see i I need to be giving myself a mental workout instead of the other aspects of my body and that's that's something I need to do so I don't have these forgetful moments like I did. Dana Starr writes in her profile, too old for yoga, too young for bingo. <laughs> and I find myself right there. I would never do yoga. I really don't think I can. In fact, as I go work out, I see people coming in with their little yoga mats. And I know a lot of you do it. And that's great. And if it works for you, great. But one thing about yoga, you got to carry, it looks like, I guess you can't stow those things at your local workout place or yoga place. So you kind of, every time you go work out doing yoga, it's B-Y-O-M, bring your own mat. At least that's what I've seen. And I wonder how effective yoga is. I'm sure there's got to be a reason for it. But yeah, a lot of you are in that same situation like I am here. You're too old for yoga and you're too young for bingo. And if you're that, that that would be a good phrase on a on a T-shirt, don't you think? Dana Starr writes, in addition to that profile, she writes, someone in Jersey is totally punking y'all, hashtag Southern, hashtag foodie. And she's got a link here to something that I have, honestly have never heard of. So we're going to learn a little food history here. Some of this may be old news for you. Some of it might be just like for me, brand new. I've never heard of such a thing. Have you ever heard of a candle salad a candle salad is a vintage fruit salad popular in this country back in the 1920s up until the 60s and it's composed of lettuce pineapple banana a cherry and it has either mayonnaise and in some recipes cottage cheese you also can use whipped cream for a candle salad now what is unique about a candle salad and preparing it you first arrange the leaves of lettuce on a plate or decorative napkin, and that forms the salad's base. Then you stack pineapple rings on top of the lettuce, and that provides a nice little place where you can insert one whole peeled banana, and it looks like a candle. It's kind of pretty. And for garnish, the banana can be topped with a choice of cream or cherry on top of it. So from a distance, if you're not paying too much attention, it really does kind of look like a, a candle, and it's called candle salad. It's pretty. And it looks like it's rather healthy with a banana and a pineapple and some lettuce. Again, this thing was popular back in the 1920s up until really the Kennedy administration. JFK kind of killed the candle salad, it looks like. And this person writes that they came across this similar simple fruit salad called candle salad as it was like a pear salad. It was a simple buildup of ingredients. You don't have to cook it, and there's no mixing. So that's another advantage of this candle salad. It's it's raw fruit. It's the banana that's peeled. It's the pineapples that are cut, and the lettuce, and you can put whipped cream and a cherry on top. It looks delicious. And although called a salad, it looks more like a dessert. It's pretty. So again, if you're if you're looking for something a little bit different here these days, this might be a good, good option for you. As you get ready for some kind of big festival, a throwback here 
with a candle salad instead of the boring Caesar salads and all the other fun stuff that's available for you if you have an event coming up. Next up on Twitter is Kimiko22, a master tail neck, a master nail artist, and also writes that they have a Snapchat melanated skin as their Snapchat handle. And they put on, I guess, Snapchat and Instagram and maybe Twitter here this week. To have your livelihood stripped away and everything you've worked for is all gone, snob zoning, exclusionary zoning is real, especially in predominantly white neighborhoods, hashtag the South. And I'm looking at this picture of Kimiko22, again, who is a master nail technician, looks like in the Arkansas area. And if this is her, she's holding up a sign and looks like she's out protesting. And it says, the sign reads, the city of Little Rock, Arkansas, discriminated against me. And again, going back to her statement, and I don't know why the the backstory on this coming from Kimiko22, but here's what she writes. Again, this is her statement on Twitter. To have your livelihood stripped away and everything you worked hard for all gone, hashtag snob zoning, hashtag exclusionary zoning, is real, especially in predominantly white neighborhoods. I look into that. It looks like maybe she's being, as she said, discriminated against, perhaps because she's black or she's from a different income level or something like that. But some issues evidently going around the state capital of Arkansas, according to Kimiko22. Up next is Ellie Padilla at P-A-D-E-L-L-I-E on twitter as she writes there's no place like home and here's what she writes and i love this one okay you know you live in the south when you see this hanging in your local paint store (laughs) and what's hanging in her local paint store it's a sign and it's a sign that we need to maybe have in every paint store around the south it says no dip spit cups okay let me read this i'm getting the words mixed in here no dip spit cups or dip cans in the trash, please. Amen. Have you ever had to empty a trash can that's got dip? Someone came in there with a dip cup, or as they put here on their sign at the local paint store, no dip spit cup or a dip can. Okay, if you want to dip, who am I to judge? It may not be the smartest thing, but I we all do things that may not be the smart. But regardless... Your dip and your spit specifically, if you don't dispose it down the toilet, maybe is a good place to put it, or some other place, and somebody else has to come around and handle that stuff smells. I know. I spent quite some time in my youth emptying trash cans on a daily basis that had dip spit flowing from them, and it would get on my hands. I'm not trying to gross you out here. And that's why I don't dip. I never did dip, and I certainly am not going to dip after I have to go empty people's trash cans that have spit coming out that, that's dip. It's disgusting. But if you like to do it, good for you. Let me tell you why we got dip on our mind. That's something, of course, that has a tie here to this part of the South with our tobacco heritage. They, I haven't really paid much attention to dip, and I don't think I'm going to get in trouble with the FCC by telling you this. I'm just sharing news that some of you probably dip. And you may find this dumb that I'm telling you, but a lot of you don't dip. And I'm not trying to tell you to dip. Dip's not a good thing. Read the can. They got warning labels. 
But here are the top 10 smokeless tobacco brands as rated by popularity from reddit.com. And here are some of the names. I'm actually going to read off five of the top 10 smokeless tobacco brands. Some of these are pretty known. Some of them you might not have heard of in a long time. You might have thought, hey, I thought they went out of business. Copenhagen is the number one smokeless tobacco brand as it has the long cut wintergreen and a 1.2 ounce offer in case you want to go down to your gas station and pick that up grizzly grizzly is a brand of smokeless tobacco they got a flavor called long cut wintergreen and it's considered to be the best wintergreen out of all brands of course there's skull skull trying to keep up here in the 21st century i still remember i can remember my first cousin had a harry gant skull bandit t-shirt for a NASCAR driver, I think it's Harry Gant. I think I'm right on that. It might have been Daryl Waltrip might have even driven the Skull Bandit car. That was a big deal back in the early 80s when Skull Bandits came out, little pockets of dip dip, dip that people would put, especially youngsters. That's why this stuff's bad. I'm, 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 not, I'm not supporting smokeless tobaccos. I'm just telling these brands, which are still available to purchase, if you want to go down to your local option gas station grocery store i guess grocery stores have these things kodiak is another brand as it is strong and not for the faint of heart if you if you if you don't if you don't want a strong dipping tobacco this one's not for you and it's a premium dip of tobacco it costs two to four dollars more than the so-called cheap brands kodiak it's the cadillac of smokeless tobacco brands evidently and then last but not least as we list off some of the smokeless tobacco brands out there Longhorn. Longhorn is either hated or loved. It's pretty straightforward for you. You get what you pay for. Longhorn dip. And again, I have to think, going going back to the sign up at the paint store for Ellie Padilla, the sign there at her local paint store says, no dip spit cups or dip cans in the trash, please. And some of those might be filled up with these five brands, Copenhagen, Grizzly, Skull, Kodiak, and Longhorn. And that's a quick look at hashtag hullabaloo on this Wednesday. <laughs> going to spit this out here. <laughs> we'll be right back. Precious Harris, boy, she's a good old Kentucky girl. And we're go- I'm going to have to ask her if she's ever dipped. Yeah, I, You know, in the old days, women dipped a lot. And some of these women, maybe you are a woman that likes to dip. It's your constitutional right if you want to do that. We'll have to ask Precious about that when we get back. Her Country Music Insider Report is coming up next. Nashville Music Line as the Y'all Show continues. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Silver dollar home. 
And this is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. And you know what day it is. It's Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we're very, very lucky to be joined by our Nashville and Music Row insider, Precious Harris. Precious Harris, who has the website I Know Country and also has NashvilleMusicLine.com. And if you haven't checked out what Precious has on the websites, you need to do that as she has country music covered like no other as she has the book i know country with 366 daily country music questions and answers you can buy and instantly download your copy of her book at iknowcountry.com and precious harris is also a music career development consultant with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters visit collegeofsongology.com for more details follow her blog nashvillemusicline.com and each week at y'all.com, we post Precious's Nashville music column and our video interview that we're doing right now with Miss Precious Harris. And she's joining us from that beloved place, Music City, which had a rough go of it last week with the tornado. Precious, we actually didn't have you on. You filed your report, but you couldn't make it in the flesh. And we are totally understanding of that. And of course, last week, nearly 25 Middle Tennesseans lost their lives when that awful tornado passed through. Hopefully you're doing okay. I'm doing good. I was actually working. Uh, a lot of people don't know I'm a first responder. Oh. So if anything happens, I am at the hospital working with emergency communications, helping the ambulances to make sure they get the sick here. So it was very, very devastating on Tuesday because, you know, people woke up because it happened at midnight. So it was all dark. Matter of fact, one of my hip, good friends, Mary Francis, who wrote Whiskey Earth Woman, Tonight, the heartache's on me. She woke up and was looking at the news. She goes, what? What happened? And she said, I just sit there. I couldn't hardly drive to work. I had to wait because the devastation and the lives lost. And, of course, the death toll was still climbing. And, um, you know, if you get a chance, go some of the news channels like WT, you know, WTVF or WSMV. Mm-hmm. And you see the survivor stories of some of my blogs. I just had to stop and cry. And that's all I could post. When you see the lo- the life, you know, a life lost of a child that her she had never left her father's arms, but just the impact of the F four tornado. You know, you, you just. But I knew it was more than an F three when they first reported as F three, because being in the super tornado outbreak in nineteen seventy four in Louisville on April third. Those planes look like it did at Stanford Field Airport when I was in seventh grade. Mm. It looked like that. So I knew that it would be a higher death toll just from the first sights of daylight, what we were dealing with. But we had 30,000 volunteers show up this weekend. And uh, I was just like overwhelmed. And it is called the Volunteer State. (laughs) Matter of fact, uh, my assistant, Katrina Ingleby, and my photographer for a lot of things you see on my website and my magazines, she went out. Um, I sent her a little extra stuff to get masks and gloves and, you know, stuff she would need, a tool belt to help. And uh, so I couldn't go because of my health, but I sent her in spirit. But I was just amazed. It just not really. I'm not surprised, but I was amazed how many people come together and they didn't care. If you were black or white or red or purple, you know, there was no color line. There was no anything. It was one big family coming together. And I'm very, very proud. I've got a client right now that he did lose his home 
in the storm. His name is Michael um, Waggett. And uh, so we're trying to help him get some of the funds from the government to help relocate him and get him a new apartment. But it's just so sad, you know. Precious, I know in Nashville, we don't want to make light of those who lost their lives or those affected by this tornado. You had, I think, around two people die in the Nashville area. It was 18. Four. Was it four now? Yeah. Okay, you had yeah, about 18 in Cookville, Putnam County, about an hour east of Nashville. That's the area that was hit the hardest. Yeah, the F4, like. yeah. And we don't want to discount that at all. But from a Music Row standpoint, did Music Row kind of dodge this thing? It is the craziest thing. You could see when you're coming on 40, where it says Charlotte Avenue, and then Church, and then Broadway, which is Music Row, okay? You see the roof's gone. Then you see complete devastation, like right over the interstate, not even a half a mile from my office. You see a red, looks like a red. I couldn't see it on the on my phone. I had to look twice. I thought, well, what is that red box in the middle of that apartment complex on the sixth floor? It's a it's a car. A car was literally picked up and leveled up, brought up five flights, which is what you know, seventy eight, eighty hundred feet, and put right directly into a window of apartment complex i saw that picture it was hard to see that and realize that the force of a tornado like that could do that but yes that can happen we saw it, structures completely taken away oh yeah and uh the structure we're talking about that's been condemned and no one can get in is my friend the songwriter who also introduced me to the guy that used to work on one tree hill but he's a really good writer here in town just a sweetheart of a person good person breaks my heart i'm very very blessed that um like when it happened my actually my jack russell woke us up baby girl and she's 13 years old so she could feel i guess the vibration then here come the cats about that time i looked down my phone was ringing off the hinges it was my best friend shannon mccombs from cdx and she said start calling your kids in Hermitage." so i had four clients i call my kids you know and I was calling them, waking them up. We're already in the bathtub, Mama P. We're already covered up. I said, put blankets over you. Get in a safe place. Now, this is nothing to mess with. And um, so thank God they didn't have electricity for a while. But they did get to, you know, told them they'd come here and wash their clothes and stuff. But they were all spared and no lives were lost and things like that. But, you know, that's the problem, though, when you have a tornado at night. But here's the worst part of it. If it would have came during the day, okay, which it would have been like to say 24 hours later in the day or 12 hours later, it would have been the fatality rate would have been much higher because of the schools. There's four schools leveled, four schools completely leveled. If those schools would have been full, we would have had the fatality rate probably triple of what we had because some of the schools were just blown up just obliterated mm-hmm. so no matter where you get your safe place and you've been taught in these tornado drills there was no walls for you to go to that's the worst part horrible there thing was no safe place you know horrible thing that hit tennessee yeah. last week precious that was last week we've got another crisis not only in nashville but across the world right now with this coronavirus and we've got some updates that we know are affecting country music, and specifically the latest thing you told me about was Ten Pan South has been canceled. Yeah, and that's never happened. Ten Pan South is the second largest songwriters festival in the United States. 
but you know there was so much heat coming from people from the southwest by southwest because that festival has made austin city um, you know put us put it on the map mm-hmm. basically and you got people from bmi national sponsoring bmi pulled out amazon pulled out and spotify pulled out you've got major heavy hitters big money excuse me i got the hiccups pulling out <laughs> you need to pull out yeah well so, thank god i think they was already on the mind of bard harvison and nsai mm-hmm. but i think it's even though that i really love 10 pen south i completely think 100 percent agree with mr bard harvison in well, um, the NSA board. Catch your breath there for just a second. Let me remind everybody, you're listening to Precious Harris as she's trying to get past her hiccups here on today's Y'all Show. And again, the coronavirus is causing a lot of hiccups and sadly a lot of lives lost. As Precious was referencing there, we broke this the other day on the Y'all Show. The big event in Austin, Texas, the South by Southwest event has been canceled and we already saw a couple of big sponsors of that pull out before the decision was made just the other day to cancel that in austin and now as precious was saying in nashville they have a great singer songwriter festival tin pan south that's been very successful and now that event is being canceled you're seeing a lot of artists cancel dates on the road i saw mark chestnut mr too cold at home and brother jukebox he put out a statement that said that he wasn't going to cancel concerts precious but he was going to cancel meet and greets yes yes and And that's it you know that's a lot of the fans love those because mark is really he is a huge and lord i know mark since 1993 94 so for Mark not to have meets and greets, it's really hard on him, I know, because he knows that the reason why he's still touring 25, 30 years after he's had his hits is because of his number one fans. Mm. But once again, you know, I'm not saying he's got it or they got it, but just for the safety of his fans and his crew, I'm glad that he's doing that. And if you don't understand it, then. You probably need to read a little bit more in the New York Times because, you know, New York City is under quarantine today. Did you see that? I missed that, but I can believe it. A lot of places under quarantine. A lot of places, and and this would affect Nashville and country music fans in particular, you only have about three months, less than three months now, Precious, until you've got the CMA Music Festival right there at Nissan Stadium in downtown Nashville. And a lot of places, even though they may be a few months in advance, are already kind of getting on the front end of this thing and saying we're gonna we're gonna cancel it and unfortunately i believe we're heading to that way in nashville i'm not i no one's told me that but that's just the way everything's going right now yeah and it's precaution we do not want to happen in china now unfortunately china thought they could because they're a superpower like we are they thought they can maintain it they got the technology mm-hmm. they got a lot they make 80 percent of american drugs and medicines they thought they could handle it. They could not. What happened is people who were exposed early to the virus had already been there and back and went over to Italy, went over to South Korea, went over to Hong Kong, went over to America, you know, and it takes 26 days apparently to incubate. So that's what's causing the problem is that it takes so long that unless you're getting tested, even if you think you got exposed, it may not show up for two weeks. Um, like I said, I've been prepped on it, work, working. You know, my love to be a first responder. But I just pray the worst part, like I said, 
it's just we know that it could cause death. The other part of it is the people who have, you know, who have their life going that lives and breathes music that won't have a paycheck coming in. Mm. So it's not only an emotional and a and a financial um, scary situation. You also have the price of people dying, which is the worst thing of all. That it is. We're talking with Precious Harris. This is our Nashville Music Line report here on today's Y'all Show. We will continue this discussion on the flip side of this commercial break. We leave you, though, here letting you know a little bit about what's on the charts right now. Top five songs. Number five on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart is Old Dominion's One Man Band. Sam Hunt's Ken Folks is at four. Kane Brown's Homesick is at three. Checking in at number two. 10,000 Hours, Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber. I believe they disapp- They were number one last week. Uh, they, they, they've earned that spot there at number two. Number one, Marin Morris. Congratulations to the Texan The Bones is your number one Billboard country song. The Bones is the first hot country singles number one for Marin Morris, it topples it topples the ten thousand hours that reigned atop the chart for twenty one weeks. That's why that ten thousand hours was so strange to not be at number one from Dan and Shay and the Canuck Justin Bieber, and a great feat there for Marin Morris to get back there. The highest entry, by the way, on this week's Hot Country Singles Chart is "God Whispered Your Name" from Keith Urban, and it debuted at number twenty one. For Keith Ibn. Trivia question for you to ponder as we go to break. The 2005 movie Black Cloud, starring Rick Schroeder, also written and directed by Rick Schroeder, a.k.a. Ricky Schroeder, it featured which male country music artist as the sheriff in that movie Black Cloud? 2005, the year for that. We've got the answer for that and more right off of Music Row in Nashville where we found Precious Harris. That's coming up here on The Y'all Show. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. And this is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Our website is y'all.com. Y'all, the ultimate guide to the South. And on Wednesdays of each week, we are very, very lucky to have Precious Harris. Despite tornadoes, coronavirus, and more, she's made way and made her way here to the Y'all Show to talk about what's going on in country music and the entertainment industry to be specific. And as we went to break in the previous segment, we ask a question, a trivia question that we're going to answer right now. Back in 2005, Rick Schroeder, actor who's, of course, a child star who went on to be a director and filmed a lot of movies out there. He had the movie Black Cloud in 2005, 15 years ago. And that movie, which was written and directed by Rick Schroeder, 
It featured which country music artist, a male artist, by the way, as the sheriff in the movie Black Cloud and Precious Harris of IKnowCountry.com? The answer to that trivia question would be... One of the very first people I met when uh, he, I moved to town, Tim McGraw. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Tim McGraw, for meeting Precious Harris. <laughs> His career could have gone a lot quicker if he had known you earlier. Well, I didn't know too much. I was actually interning for Atlantic. And he was signing. He was signed to Curb, but we met at Country Radio Seminar in two thousand. No, nineteen ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. I think like. And I remember his friend who is married to an executive over with uh, with uh, Peer Publishing, which works with Michael Knox, Jason Aldean's producer. His roommate was telling me how wonderful his roommate was. Well, his song he was out was called "Welcome to the Club." Well, I heard the song like, oh, my God, I love this song. But then I'm at a writer's night one night, and this friend of mine, Tommy Barnes, he said, I want to play y'all the new single on Tim McGraw. But you can't tell nobody. Of course, there was no Internet. There was no Spotify. There was no phone cameras. And he sang a song called Indian Outlaw. And I knew when I heard that song that Tim was going to catapult himself to superstardom. And it happened. And he got the girl. You know, that's yeah. the best. He, he had Don't Take the Girl, the follow-up to Indian Law, Outlaw. But go back in the Curb Records history, and you'll see that Indian Outlaw, that album there was not, which I think was the album was Not a Moment Too Soon, I think. Yes, my the, favorite song of all. The, the actual first album that he had on Curb Records had great songs like Holiday Inn. Yes, and Welcome to the Club. And Welcome to the Club. And <laughs> when I say great, I, I put that in air quotes, not quite exactly number one songs but he was lucky that he got a second chance with a second album and he made the most of that opportunity tim mcgraw and he's of course been a a very successful actor in movies like blindside and more and friday night lights Lights. yeah yeah he's done good of course he he married up too precious (laughs) he sure did kind of like you i know i know well he i'm telling you but see i i have the cutest picture of faith pregnant and it's got McGraw and Hill, and they're on doing the inside of arena football to help raise money for the Meals on Wheels. Mm. And I remember them. He got hurt, and she was carrying him, and she's like eight months pregnant, carrying him back down through the field. And I got the cutest picture, and I sent it to him. Mm. And Faith is – and she really hasn't changed that much, honestly, except for her belly was bigger than in this picture. Mm. But uh, but I have to say, some are, are stars, you know, when they get famous, they sort of change their attitude. Yeah. Faith has always been faithful, super sweet, very faithful to the people who are that. And like I said, I met a bet about a couple of three years ago. I was at Kroger in Green Hills, and this guy came over in this little, like a little dicky hat, and had round glasses on, nice, you know, nice face hair, all done perfect. And and he said, "Hey, precious." And I went, "Well, hello, sir." I didn't recognize him. And he pulled down his little John Lennon sunglasses, looked at me, and I went, Ugh. He goes, Shh, I just wanted to say hi. Because it would have caused a commotion. But I thought, well, that's pretty dang sweet. You know? He's a good old remember, Louisiana boy. So we, good old we, Louisiana boy. You know, I got another boy from Louisiana, Guy Rigdon. Yeah. He's doing really good. Just signed a management deal. But yeah, but like I said, I knew Tim before he was Tim. So just to be able to see from the time I met him and, you know, from where he's at, he's just a really, really – you know, just a genuine person, him and Faith. 
well in that 2000 movie black cloud if in case you saw it or want to see it sometime he played the role of a sheriff in there the plot involved a young navajo man striving to be part of the olympic boxing team very appropriate here as we hope we're going to have an olympics here in tokyo in a couple of months but with this corona thing ain't no telling precious harris hey you've been wanting to brag here on the y'all show as we speaking of international stuff you've been wanting to brag on your european colleague christian lamechka i believe i hope i yeah. pronounced that right tell me about don't ask me i'm from kentucky honey <laughs> yeah tell me about yeah. christian lamechka the publisher of country music news international and your connection to this person who helped spread country music all over the world well, he and I have been friends for like 10, 12 years because he used to interview when I was working with, you know, Alabama. And he's one of the largest, most uh, popular blogs in Germany because, you know, Germany country music is huge. Yeah. Just like over there. Yeah. And they love the traditional country. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but I've been doing uh, a column for him um, and feeds and all the number one parties I handle for him. And I'm was the only international music journalist from Germany credentialed last year at CMA Fest, me and my photographer, Katrina. So uh, I get to do a lot of the cool stuff in Nashville. And he now is doing a radio station. So I'll be starting to do uh hello there. I'm calling from Music Row. <laughs> That's a really bad it's, accent. It's Gutentag. It's Gutentag. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, amateur german speaker precious and i don't know how much german y'all speak there in those hills of kentucky not a lot <laughs> yeah we don't speak a lot in other parts of the south but it's a it's a wonderful language and again we're a pro country music segment here on the y'all show and it's wonderful to see this music go beyond the borders of this region and this country and hair christian lamichka that means mister by the way precious hair lamichka doing a great job there with his roots and country club and more spreading the good word of country music precious and he's a new daddy oh well, you didn't tell wunderbar wunderbar he had a baby a week before crs and he i said you're still coming he said oh yes he said his uh his significant other is very capable plus you know they have you know family too but he said she is so sad because she loves coming to nashville oh but i said hopefully next time you can bring the baby next year and travel well. so everybody's having babies it is, Dennis in fact. And, uh, hey, that ties, well, that's what I was going to ask you about, Precious, as we've had some great Southerners pop out babies specifically in the Akins family. Thomas Rhett, we told you recently that Thomas Rhett and his wife, Lauren Akins, had their third daughter last month, L- yes. Lennon Love Akins, weighing yes. in at nine pounds, two ounces. That's about probably what you weighed in, right? <laughs> no, I was a little skinny, but you would never know about my belly. But <laughs> but I weighed in about seven pounds, one ounce. No way. Yeah, I was little. All right. Well, that great delivery there for Thomas Rhett was not the only recent delivery in the Aikens family. Thomas Rhett's own daddy and his wife, Sonia, are the proud parents. Or have they had their kid yet? No, not yet. He's. His, his, I want to say because I talked to his wife Sonia at the number one party. Okay. Lindsay L. and Brantley Gilbert. I talked because you know me and me and Red Akins go back to the early nineties. Yeah. And I asked him. We were talking about just living the old times, and he said, "Precious, can you?" Because he knew that uh, Thomas Red was college roommates with my intern 
Mm. Carter. Yeah. Carter well. Hamrick. So there's a matter of fact, Carter's his business manager. But anyway, he said, Can you believe this? He said, uh he said, Thomas baby's gonna be about a month older than my baby. But his little boy, I think his name is Brandon, is gonna be due in March. The Brandon Precious? March. Is that the middle name Precious? Brand yeah, uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> also yeah. congratulations to shay mooney and his wife hannah as they had their second child a boy ames alexander that was born february 21st and that child joins big brother three-year-old asher james precious I, this was something to ask earlier in the show that i said i'll have to remember to ask you this is not has nothing to do with babies but we were talking about earlier in this hour of the y'all show we're talking about smokeless tobacco and is that something you've done in your life? Actually, no. Okay. But I will tell you <laughs> that I used to buy a lot of dip for some FFA boys okay. in Kentucky. All right. So if I had a nickel for every can of dip, Copenhagen to that nasty Kodiak yeah. bear, bleh, yeah. I would be a rich little girl. Well, we're not encouraging anybody to try it, and certainly kids, but we know that no. it's, it is a – a force here in the south always has been maybe not quite as big as it once was do you know country music stars that dip precious Uh, oh yeah i got matter of fact i think i might even have a spit tune in my office from a star that was in there the other day right with one of my kids oh really so yeah i had three or four bottles and i looked down like oh they left all their coke and i went oh no they didn't that is spit and backy as they call it Backy, wacky. You better clear that up. You said they left all their Coke. I think you're talking about Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Yeah, they had their Pepsi. Had that nasty. Well, I won't say I I don't drink soft drinks. Ah, okay. But they drink all their Pepsi, all their Coke, and the bottom of their can. But I have left boxes of tissue so they can tear out strips and stick it in their can in case it spills and it won't go everywhere. So I told them, I said, if you're going to spit in your bottle, you need to put tissue in it. They go, yes, Mama P, we promise we won't forget again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I knew you'd have a story, and that's why we wanted to ask you, because nobody can put a spin on things like Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line, making her reappearance earlier on the show as she was away last week, and understandably so with all the chaos of Nashville having those tornadoes. But we're glad to have you back and wish you and everybody in Nashville and all over who listen and watch the Y'all Show the best with this coronavirus and precious we look forward to catching up with you again next week here right here on the y'all show sounds good darling well that will wrap up today's show thank y'all for listening we'll be right back here on thursday but we're going to have an encore episode we're going on a miniature spring break for the next two days so we thank all of our radio stations you're going to have an encore available and our listeners who get us via podcast check it out we'll be on with a brand new show monday so until that time enjoy perhaps your own spring break and thanks for listening and watching the show that's all about the south this is the y'all show Beep's coming you know what to do hey i'm gonna just rip this band-aid off we need to break up you're just you're not good for me i'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you and i'm not getting any benefits from this relationship you're just a basic memory foam mattress i deserve better and before you ask yes there is someone else i've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now don't blame yourself how can you compete with a bed that totally supports me hugs my pressure points and sleeps so effortlessly cool not to mention the 100 night trial and free shipping 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple's spring sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple hybrid or Purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.